morning, Liz. Good morning, Jay. How are you? I am well. Happy Wednesday. Um, thank you. Happy Wednesday to you, too. I feel like we are in, thank you, uh, we are in September. It's the, the fall is upon us. The summer is over. And you have some updates for us, including the impacts of COVID on, on the cannabis market, yes? Indeed. Yeah, we just released our updates to our market sizing and forecast. So exciting to share a little bit of a preview with you, uh, both on the global and U.S. and Canada. So kind of get the full picture. What's going love, on? Love it. What are we going to do first? Let's talk about, uh, we'll give you a little bit of an overview globally, and then we're going to dive into the U.S. a little today. Um, and then next week, we'll do the same thing, but dive into Canada a little bit. Amazing. Great. Thanks. Uh, so I will go off, you will go on, and we'll, uh, we'll get All to right. it. All right. Let's do it. So as mentioned, we did update our uh, global market sizing and forecast. And just a little background on this in case you're not familiar. Uh, we've been providing the most trusted market forecasts and sizing uh, for the last four years. And our regulated market forecasts are what we're going to talk about today, uh, which is looking at the uh, cannabis retail slash cannabis dispensary and also medical market sales uh, in the U.S. state by state in Canada uh, down to the province and then over 40 countries across the world. Um, important to note that our regulated cannabis forecasts um, actually don't include hemp CBD which is sold through general retail channels um, either in the U.S., Canada and or um, UK or other markets. We do have a uh, CBD market forecast as a separate product that does forecast out uh, CBD sales across not just the general retail, but also regulated channel, giving you that full picture of what's going on within the hemp um, and cannabis generator, marijuana generated uh, CBD sector. Um, as I mentioned, we do update these forecasts every six months. Uh, so this is a scheduled update, although it's a very, very interesting update uh, with the uh, the state of the state uh, out in, out in the world these days uh, with COVID and all the other socioeconomic and, and geopolitical impacts we've seen in 2020. So a lot going on, um, a lot of really interesting factors at play. Um, certainly the big topic, of course, on everybody's mind is COVID and the impacts of COVID, um, other factors as well, uh, both the U.S. and Canada. Um, if you are interested in getting your hands on these models, by the way, uh, they are available through subscription um, and you can contact us via info at bdsanalytics.com or, uh, or our website link uh, to learn more and get your hands on these forecasts. Another big announcement, which we're really excited to announce uh, with this particular market update, we did update our methodology uh, to actually include forecasting down to the product category level. So we're diving into 10 different product categories, as well as the top line overall sizing number. Um, really exciting to be able to dig in and, and understand how these categories are playing off of each other. Uh, the U.S. category level forecasts are available today. The Canada level forecasts are going to be available uh, this fall, so stay tuned for that. 
All right, so let's dive into the numbers here. Uh, so the global regulated sales are on track to hit about 20 billion in 2020 uh, and grow through 25 to about 47 billion. Uh, so uh, I think it'll be kind of pl pleasing to hear, nice to hear that um, even with all this turmoil and, and, and global disruption, uh, our projections for 2020 only changed um, less than 5%. Uh, so at the top line, we're seeing pretty stable, stable and steady sales happening um, and continuing to be projected along throughout into 2020. Um, although there are some really interesting shifts happening beneath the service with surface with specific markets either overperforming or underperforming due to um, due to COVID and, and other factors as well. So probably not surprising to see, but also um, always kind of good to see it laid out right there in black and white or blue and purple as it is. Uh, the vast majority of volume and growth is going to remain within North America. Uh, so in 2020, the U.S. and Canada account for 94% of global sales. And the U.S. alone is 83%. Uh, by 2025, U.S. is going to continue to be about 73% of total sales. So we're going to see this domination of North America or from North, coming from North America continue out for uh, the next several years. That's not to say that the rest of the world is not important and is not growing. Uh, when we look at the total contribution by countries that aren't the US and Canada, uh, the rest of the world is forecasted to hit about 6.5 billion by 2025. Uh, growth is coming from uh, primarily, uh, you'll see Mexico, Germany, and the UK as the largest individual drivers of growth. Uh, some interesting shifts that we've seen in those markets over the past six months or so uh, that have shifted those forecasts around a little bit. Uh, Mexico pushing out adult use uh, legalization a little bit farther. Germany with some pricing changes um, that are shifting some of the, the top line numbers. But in general, the order of importance of these countries um, is remaining the same um, over the next few years. So let's take a little bit of a dive into the US. And uh, probably not surprising considering what we've looked at at the top line, when you look at the US as a whole, uh, less than 1% change in 2020. So very, very small percentage of change um, and very, very slight increase by 2025, about a 2% increase in 2025. So on the whole, our forecasts remain pretty stable um, as uh, compared to what we had set back in April. Um, now that is again, the top line number that's hiding a lot of really interesting movement with some markets overperforming significantly and some markets underperforming significantly. Excuse me, the biggest call out for underperform is California. Uh, so California is actually being, uh, we've adjusted 2020 down significantly from a $3.6 billion market size down to 3.1 billion. Um, and that is based on a uh, continued challenge that California faces in terms of store rollouts and uh, fighting the illicit market, um, as well as some regulatory challenges and of course, um, there have been some, um, some pockets of uh, deep disruption for California in terms of some of the civil unrest, um, stores closing and 
and challenges there. Um, interestingly enough, we have seen record sales in um, early months of California across the state as a whole due to COVID, which is in line with other states. Um, however, even though those sales are, um, are significant, they're just not enough to, to overcome the challenges on a long scale that California is seeing. And interestingly enough, those, um, those downward revisions in California do extend out to 2025. So um, our 2025 number has been readjusted down to about 6.5 billion, uh, which is a pretty significant decline from the existing or original uh, forecast there for California. Uh, that's actually, interestingly enough, a little preview for next week, putting it much more in line with the Canada top line numbers. Uh, so when people say that California is bigger than Canada, um, you know, that, that may still remain true for the next few years, but it's by a much smaller margin um, as per our predictions. Hmm. It's fascinating. Other states that we, uh, that we adjusted down include Nevada. Um, Nevada really took a big hit from COVID. Um, and it's sort of the outlier in the, the COVID impacts for most states, Colorado, Oregon, um, some others. We saw actually significant increases due to COVID um, and increased demand and increased sales. But unfortunately, Nevada was hit by store closures um, and a significant hit to their tourist market, which they're still struggling with, even though stores are allowed to reopen. It's like people, um, just, it's like people stayed home and bought their cannabis as opposed to went to Las Vegas and did it. That's exactly what happened. Yes, <laughs> that is exactly what happened. Um, and interestingly enough, you know, a state like Colorado, which does have a significant tourist market, uh, we've seen, and Colorado proud, you know, I'm from Colorado, uh, we've seen that the Colorado residents and, and those who are, uh, who are staying home and getting their cannabis close to, co close to home um, have more than made up for, uh, for any losses in tourist dollars over the summer. We'll continue to watch how that plays out, uh, but Colorado is one of the states that we increased our, our forecast in. Um, due to um, due to those uh, positive um, indicators there. Mm -hmm. uh, another really interesting uh, facet of the U.S. forecast, and again, a little bit of a preview that we'll compare against Canada, is the medical market. Uh, we've actually seen a resurgence in patient growth in many of our mature markets in the U.S., um, which is uh, a pretty interesting turn event. Usually what we see when an adult use market comes online, we see the medical market decline um, and sort of stabilize out. Um, we believe due to COVID and then perhaps some other factors, we have seen a resurgence in patient growth in many of those, uh, of those markets that had been declining or holding steady um, at a lower percentage of, of sales. Uh, what we're also seeing in the U.S. is some really strong medical-only markets, um, either coming online and or coming into maturity. Oklahoma is a great call out there. Uh, and also, as we look forward up to 2025, due to the state-by-state -state rollout, which typically is uh, medical first and then moving over into adult use, uh, we're actually forecasting the medical market to remain at about 30% of all sales all the way out through 2025. Uh, so that's significantly different from Canada again, which we'll be talking about next week. Uh, we did, due to the political climate, push back our legal adult use legalization dates for a few states. 
um, as well as our medical um, medical legalization dates as well. So, you know, a few important call outs there. Florida is a big one, pushing out its adult use legalization. Um, New York as well, um, a few other big ones. Although we are seeing some signs that we might see um, some, um, some influence by COVID on some of these state, these state legalization efforts, um, but probably not until 2021, 2022, 2023. We'll really start to see that, that impact from the COVID um, start to push in. Uh, also, of course, did mention that we have category rollout now. Uh, what we're looking at here is just the top level for all U.S. Um, just like with the forecast numbers, you see the category sizing stay relatively stable on the, the total U.S. level. Um, so this is kind of the, the averages as we're seeing um, flower hitting by, by 2025, about 40, 43% of the market. Um, you know, vape at almost 20%, about 19% edibles there, which does include beverages. Um, around 14% of the market, um, and so on and so forth. What's interesting here, just like with the overall forecast, is that we do see a lot of shifts market by market that are sort of smoothed over by the full U.S. picture. Um, in particular, in the U.S., which is different than Canada, we do see differences in regulatory framework and differences in the types of product forms and formats that are available state by state due to the, uh, the legal structure of, of the state's program. Um, so it's a little bit of a different, I almost wanna call it an artificial shift in the, in the product format um, sales breakdown. Although our consumer research shows us that state by state um, and geography doesn't, doesn't necessarily play a role in product preference for consumers. Um, although it does of course play a role in product availability. Mm -hmm. So big picture remains pretty positive for the cannabis industry, um, again, and especially through these, these times of economic turmoil, seeing uh, CAGR rates in the you know, 30s, 40s, even for Canada and the US, which with more mature markets, um, upper 20s and, and almost 20% uh, is a pretty positive picture overall. Um, and looking forward to watching the industry as we grow towards that 20 billion this year, um, and of course up to that 47 billion by 2025. It's, it, it, we've talked about this before, but if I was looking at that last graph and I was in the, and we are in the cannabis industry, there's very few industries that have that same type of graph that they're looking at in borders right now. So, so big picture, it's exciting. And I envision at BDSA, there's like a, um, like a war room especially in the US, but also worldwide and the rest of the world, sort of figuring out the, the regulatory, political dominoes that are going to drop, uh, both with medical, with adult use, and trying to factor in all those political considerations. Right? It's, there's so much uncertainty, and actually, <laughs> I, I'm not even saying it because it's on the screen, but there's so much uncertainty, and planning for that uncertainty is super important, and you know, setting timelines that are both aggressive and realistic, like all those things factor into all the businesses that we've been talking to, even on the Canadian front where it's fully legal, you know, thinking province to province, thinking about state by state in the US, thinking about the political implications, the social unrest, like it is, while the, the trend is amazing, planning for the what's ahead is, is still challenging. 
Oh, 100%. And, and forecasts are just that. They are forecasts. They are, they are very educated guesses and guesses nonetheless. Uh, we're pretty proud of our track record. If you look back through history for, for the educated guesses that we've put out there. Uh, but that's exactly why we revisit these forecasts every six months and make adjustments to them. Um, and also, by the way, if there are any sort of really impacting events um, outside of that regulated schedule on a, a specific market, whether it be a country or a state or a province, uh, we will adjust in real time as needed. Um, the most common there are geopolitical, uh, you know, legalizations happening quicker than expected or, or getting delayed. Uh, but there have been other factors as well. Uh, and you mentioned uh, our, our war room, which is exactly right. We absolutely do have an army of analysts who pay attention to all of these things. Um, and in fact, for our subscribers who have access to these forecasts, um, they get not just the numbers and the models, but they actually get um, a lot of analysis and insight into um, the factors that we're paying attention to. So whether they be those regulatory frameworks or um, the, the, decision, uh, the decision criteria that we're using to, to build out these models. So a lot of really great insight uh, for those who are trying to, yeah, as we said, el eliminate uncertainty um, and understand and get that crystal ball into to what's next uh, for planning, which is, of course, these days uh, more important than ever. Yeah, it really, it really is. And, and actually seeing these I mean, the trend is is exciting uh, to be sort of part of or talking about in all times, but also the the level of detail that you guys go into and understanding on the product level what what uh, you guys are expecting, obviously this year to sell, but also on into the future, is is so helpful to think about as as markets mature and come online. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Liz, thank you so much. This has been an incredible look. It's sort of a late mid year, so August uh, relook at the sort of forecast. Um, and, and as always, thank you for your insights and, and the team there, because without it, um, I don't want to say everybody be flying blind, but, but we'd certainly be flying blind. Absolutely. Right. That's our goal, to shed some light. Shed some light. <laughs> Thanks so much. We'll see you next Absolutely. week. Absolutely. Thanks, Jay.